welcome to the latest episode of NXT Talk, the show where we talk about all things NXT, whether it be stateside, UK, or you just be leveling up. This is a show where we talk about all things NXT. We're your hosts, I'm Boris, and as always, I am joined by Matt. Bonjour! How's everybody doing out there? We hope you're doing well. Boris, we saw the good, the bad, and the ugly of NXT on this one, especially when you consider NXT UK, I feel like we got all all flavors of the, you know, all the colors of the rainbow here. Like, man, there was some there was some good wrestling. There was a there was a great opener, and boy, there was some some pretty bad stuff, eh, with some pretty important characters. So, man, this show is very very strange, very much a WWE program that we're watching and reviewing here, man. Yeah, no, exactly. That's exactly it. Like, there's the other way to put it. Like, it is. The good, the bad, and the what the fuck. <laughs> yes, very much so. We'll uh, start off uh, going PG thirteen early, buddy. Yeah, man. So hope we can hope we can keep it. Uh, hoping we can keep it under one f bomb today, but oof, it's gonna be tough. Uh, how are you feeling, big homie? I'm doing okay, man. Uh, pretty tired, but uh, that at this point, it's honestly par for course. Just been so busy. Um, I think I mentioned a few weeks ago. Like work, end of uh, April is always a really busy time because it's uh, budget time for a lot of customers, fiscal year time for a lot of customers. So it's use it or lose it um, in terms of budget. Uh, so they, you know, see where they can spend money and and you know just just writing contracts, reviewing contracts, doing demos, all of that stuff just takes a lot of time. Um, and we were setting up for an in person conference this week that I opted out of like literally last second. Um, it was just uh, just way too busy uh, with other work uh, to to attend in person. Uh, but uh, yeah, just uh, just been busy, just all around insanely. busy busy how are you uh a little less busy but also very busy yeah man sounds like some super exciting work to very stimulating mentally so yeah be be sure to you know get get some fresh air and get some exercise because that's like mind numbing boring stuff that you're dealing with you know but uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know. Trying to trying to touch grass and go outside as much as possible, failing sometimes. But uh, yeah, also busy working. At least I have a retail job where I have to physically go to a store and and walk around and talk to human people. So that's nice. That helps. And then we also got the TikTok thing going, Boris. I haven't posted today's yet, although I have it uh, cooking up. It's simmering on the back burner. I like it. It's a good one. Uh, uh, should I spoil it? Yeah, I'll spoil it. It's Shield versus Evolution, Backlash 2014, Extreme Rules 2014. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Oh. Uh, so yeah, the TikTok seems to be going well, right? Like, interestingly enough, you know, I'm I'm seeing some 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 more listens on our free feeds. Uh, so you know, it's at least uh, we're getting the attention. I think it's time to really start promoting our stuff. I've kind of wanted for, for at at the start for the TikTok to kind of grow itself. You know, we do our day in WWE history and then we're just going to start like, you know, slugging them with a the left, slugging them with a the right on SNME <laughs> stuff. Yeah, a couple of podcast clips here and there, hot takes, you know, maybe we have some, uh, maybe we'll do like a 45 second clip of Boris uh, shouting his love for Santos Escobar, declaring him to be better than Andrade. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But yeah, more uh, more SNME radio content. And I'm going to try to do a Today in WWE history at least once a day for the next year. And uh, we'll see where that goes. 
Exactly. Um, but are you having fun doing it? Like, is it do you like doing that stuff? Yeah, man, I do. It's like a fun little challenge to like find something and find the video and do a little voiceover and get it succinct and also make it funny in under a minute, right? So that's what I'm trying to do. And I, I, I think I'm, I'm doing a decent job of it. And it's definitely fun. More than anything, it's like a passion project at this point. So, nah, it is what it is. Hopefully yeah, exactly. it leads to a couple more people checking out SNME Radio and liking it, maybe subscribing to the Patreon. And that's, uh, you know, everyone is happy. Exactly. Um, that that's at the end of the day, that's the goal. It's really just getting listens, keeping this uh, this train going, uh, this motor going on whatever whatever the term is. I don't even know at this point. Um, but Matt, I have some excellent excellent news for you. Oh, hit me! What's that? This Friday, I finally have my appointment to get X rays and an ultrasound done on my shoulder. Nice. Hopefully get in for some kind of uh, solution to the yeah. uh, nagging shoulder problem, man. That's good. I'm glad to yeah, hear that, it's buddy. Just, it's getting worse and worse. Like, it's really, really, really bad. And I'm just, at this point, I know it's just, it's set. Uh, so that's why they have to redo the uh, x-rays and all that fun stuff. Uh, and that's going to be sent to the specialist. And apparently my appointment is going to be in the, like, the next week or two. So really looking forward to that. Um, also finally rebooked my trip to Vancouver. Uh, so I was supposed nice. to go back in November. Uh, but, you know, because of uh, my family stuff, I wasn't able to. But uh, finally able to, to go. So that's going to happen at the beginning of June. And I'm really looking forward to that. Cool, man. Yeah, when are you when are you back? Uh, June tenth, no, the twelfth. Okay, twelfth. Perfect. So yeah, yeah, we'll we'll figure out we'll cover you for the podcast if you don't even want to watch wrestling at all for those twelve days, man. Take a full break. You deserve it, and we'll fuck we'll figure it out for like twelve days. But yeah, uh, TNA twentieth anniversary, June nineteenth. There's uh, we got we got a, a very special show coming on right. that day. So still can't believe we're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, total nonstop summer, Boris. Yep, that's pretty much where we're at at this point. And you know what? I'm actually really looking forward to uh, Mike making his rounds here in Toronto. So I'm really yeah, looking forward to that. Fun. Yeah, uh, Mike McGuire coming uh, coming out east to uh, handle some handle some family business and also uh, you know come say hello to the boys. Hopefully, if if uh, we can all get together, so that will be a lot of fun. Yeah, it'll be nice to see Mike meet him. Uh, shake yeah. his hand, uh, etc. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, because it's funny because, like, just... you know, when you think about it, like we joined SNME right in the middle of the of the um, in the middle of the pandemic. So this iteration of the SNME crew has never met face to face. Like I know everyone, but yeah. it's just like yeah, we just haven't had a drink or hung out like individually. Some of us have. But yeah, it's it's right. kind of funny. Like I've met Agnew a number of times, and like I've I've spoken to him face to face, like since we've started. And I actually th I have met Mouth and spoken to him before, but uh, I don't think I uh, I don't think I ever met Joe, and I certainly haven't met you know the the smack based fathers, uh, Greg and Brad. So yeah, man, and and Mike, uh, we're crossing Mike off the list soon. Yeah, that, I'm really looking forward to that. So that's going to be fun. That's coming up in June. Man, the summer of BAM, I think, will begin in a few weeks. 
Yes. Yeah. It's going to be a, yeah, there's a lot, lots going on. It's going to be a lot of fun. I don't know about the G one. We got to figure that out. I don't know if I'm going to sit down and watch every G one match this year. We'll see the field. We're still waiting for that, but yeah, so much wrestling, so much sports and, and, uh, there's going to be some indie shows in Toronto too, buddy. Yeah. There's going to be some indie shows. Bam is going to be a really busy week this, this week as well. We're going to be talking to a familiar voice for some of you uh and and, and it, it it it's kind of funny how it all came about but uh that's gonna be a that was a fun little interview you listened to a part of it uh so that's kind of cool you know bringing back the history of the law slash snme all together and here we are yeah man yeah i'm very excited for that so yeah we're gonna give that uh, all the time it needs on bam but uh, we also, we're going to talk Impact because, Boris, you've been watching Impact anyway. Impact is hot right now, or as hot as Impact could possibly get, I suppose. But, uh, you know, good Canadian boy, Josh Alexander, doing some good work in the main event. So, uh, yeah, you will watch Impact. I uh, I got some things cooking up. I got uh, major list updates to the 122 list. And we, uh, we got to talk sports, NBA and NHL uh, playoff State of the Union address. Yep. And again, just a reminder, if you're listening to this show on the Patreon feed, reach out to us. We want you to be part of BAM. Hell, you can be part of NXT Talk, but we barely want to do this show at this point. So, but rea- <laughs> no, the reality is, you know, BAM, we, we have a lot more room to play with. But if you do want to chat NXT, level up NXT UK, let us know. But, uh, you know, chances are it will be BAM that you're going to want to come on. Uh, just reach out to us. Let's get a list going. Let's get some fantasy uh, booking going. Let's have some fun, patrons. Let's, let's, let's do it up. And one of the things that, you know, we kind of touched on on BAM Monday was the fact that, you know, right now we have last patron standing. We got once we finish that game, you know, we'll start round two, season two. But we're always going to have some form of a game going in the background. Yeah, man. Hopefully, yeah, we try like never stop with the with the games. Right now, last patron standing is going on, but we might try to cook up a bracket challenge for the old Owen Hart tournament. We can uh, if we can find a good website. That's another thing. Uh, anyone listening, if you know a good like it, it, the problem is it can't only be a bracket maker. You also have to be able to host a bracket challenge. I, I found one website challenge dot com but it's very weird and confusing and i don't know it's not quite exactly what i want so we're, we're trying to figure out exactly where to host this but yeah expect a bracket challenge for the owen hart cup which is coming up very soon may 11th boris yep yep it's it's right around the corner honestly Week from like, now. it's funny because like when we were talking about stuff at the beginning of the year uh about stuff that was happening in you know april may june it felt like so far away, but you blink and we're just here. Like this year is just flying. Yeah, man, absolutely. We're almost halfway through the year. July 1st is the exact halfway point. And we're, uh, yeah, we're rounding the corner there, man. So yeah, it's absolutely crazy. Time flies, buddy. Time flies when you're having fun watching NXT. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, 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 hey, so let's talk about it. There, sounded, some, there some good Yeah, yeah kind of sound how I sounded on Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, man. Oh, yeah, God. no, there was some good things on the show. Let's try to go in with a positive attitude, and when something sucks, we'll uh, tell you and be mad about it. Exactly. That's the thing. Like, I really tried so hard to stay positive. Like, I, if if I wanted to bitch, moan, and complain about everything I watched, I would just be on other message boards 
talking wrestling, right? Like that's the thing. Like, <laughs> like I really tried to bring up the good in what we're watching because NXT is bad as it is it as it is overall. There are some good stuff. There are some sweet spots. That women's division overall, dude, is looking pretty damn good for the future. All things considered. Yeah. All things considered, talent-wise. Um, and then, you know, you're kind of seeing kind of like the ups and downs of someone like a Braun Breaker. But, you know, at the end of the day, I have to say, I feel for all these people, you know, kind of mixing in some news in this conversation. You know, obviously, we had the releases. Don't want to touch on that. It's been talked about enough. People lost their jobs, and that that always sucks. But it's going back to the point that we had made earlier, where every six months they're going to be evaluating talent, and the reports coming up from the Observer, from Fightful, and other sources is that the rounds of cuts are being cut down from like six months to ninety days. So you essentially have ninety days to impress someone in the system to keep going. Well, and, and to me, that's foolish for a number of reasons. Like anything you do, anything you do, it might take you more than 90 days to, to get good at it or to be comfortable or to figure it out, let alone something as complicated as professional wrestling, especially if you're one of these like Lash legend types who are starting from absolute scratch. It's one thing if you come in and you're Christian Casanova, a.k.a. Carmelo Hayes, who came in pretty polished. He was an indie guy, but not for long, right? And he came in knowing how to wrestle Roxanne Perez. There's another one. Like, they can impress in 90 days, right? For someone like a Brutus Creed, say, if he wasn't in a tag team that was pushed hard, like, he might be in trouble. Like, yeah, I understand, man. 90 days seems absurd and ridiculous to me. At the same time, like, you know, I don't know. To me, those reports just seem like there's more to the story, if you know what I'm... I'm not trying to defend WWE, you know, in any shape or form. I'm just trying to understand the logic. So that's why I'm saying no, maybe yeah. there's there's more to it in terms of that quote-unquote 90-day turnaround. Oh, man, you don't have to apologize for that. That's how we should approach all of these stories. Anytime it's like reports say, like, who said it? where and when these are questions that should be asked all the time like we shouldn't just be taking things at face value and then complaining about it that's absurdly Look, dumb that's, <laughs> you know what i mean that's one of the things right like i honestly i had to i have to be 100 percent honest i had to completely disconnect from wrestling over the weekend um you know to the point where i i, I wasn't able to even release a show just because i was just so in the shitters about just the internet wrestling community uh, you know, it, it, and it's kind of like people are so negative about certain things. It's just like it, it it hurts your soul sometimes. It does, man. That's actually why I'm really enjoying doing the Today in WWE history. Other than that one video that got of, hey, you guys know wrestling's fake, right? Which is whatever. Yes, we got we know. But other than that. Uh, it's usually pretty positive and people celebrating the things and like we like wrestling man we want wrestling to be fun we want to have fun talking about it and sometimes sometimes the show we watch sucks or we feel like they make bad decisions and thus we have to say that because why else are we here that's the point of having a podcast but by and large like we want to have fun and we want to watch good wrestling and like it. That's why it kind of sucks watching this show right now. And we're both kind of creeping towards figuring out how to never watch NXT 2.0 again. Exactly. It's that's that's you, know, you said it best right there. Um, it just like it kind of takes a kick in your soul. And, you know, oh, I'm not this, I'm not talking. I'm not singling out SNME, the Facebook group. You know, they bring up great points. Everyone has their days. By and large, 99% of the time, 
people are positive, people are good, people bring good points. It's just in general sometimes. It's so hard. You know, I get messages sometimes from people that aren't in the Facebook group, right? Like, um, and, and it's just like, it just kicks you in the ball sometimes. Or yeah, you go on Reddit or Twitter or like, you know, if you're uh, if you're old enough to have frequented message boards and you still do or go back to an old message board and check out some of the discourse on some of those, it can be pretty negative, you know. Some of it can be also like very thoughtful and not everyone is arguing in bad faith, but there are a lot of just bad faith trolls, man, and just a lot of people who are just deeply miserable inside. Yeah. So it's tough, you know? <laughs> oh, it is. It's it really, really tough. So that's why sometimes, like, you know, I might take an extra day to get back to you. Typically, I respond within seconds or minutes. But if I take a while, it's just simply I'm just recharging. I just need to wrap my head around some stuff um and 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 yeah it just it's it, it can take a beating sometimes anyways enough of that let's get to it matt uh we have two shows to chat about we have nxt tv from last night which was dubbed spring breaking yes yes spring breaking not unlike summer slamming or royal rumbling and this we'll was be spring breaking and the spring break N here on NXT Talk. But before we do that, Matt, you know what we have to decide. Yes, sir. I have a suggestion, but I fear we've already used it. I'm not we should we should have been writing these down from the start so we didn't repeat. I think we may have already used one the, this one, but I, I feel like it's uh fitting anyway, Boris. So give us hit us with the intro. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not even doing it. It's just, it's just, it's just, you want me to do the spiel? I'm yeah, done with the spiel. I wanted the spiel. Oh, yeah. All right, let's I do the spiel. spiel. <laughs> As the young guns, we are done spiel. with star ratings. Every week we have a new rating to Jor. Matt, what is going to be our rating system for this week's show? So this show has jumped the shark about a thousand times, Boris. It's jumping the shark left and right. And also, we saw Wendy Chu on the beach in a shark onesie because shark, water, beach, LOL. It's a joke, you see, Boris. So I think we should do shark attack, shark bite, shark onesie, something shark-related, sharknados, jawses, whatever. Shark-based rating this week on Spring Breaking. Let's do it. That sounds like a great thing. But... You know, at least we get to start the show on a high note because to kick off the show, we got Cameron Grimes versus Carmelo Hayes versus Solo Sokoa for the NXT North American Championship in a triple threat match. Straight up, one of the best uh, matches of the 2.0 era. Top five, top ten maybe, but one of the best, you know, not the best, the best I would say off the top of my head, correct me if I'm wrong, Boris, was the ladder match from Stand and Deliver. Which, if you take a look at the people in this match and that match, are we shocked this match was so good? No, sir. No, sir. Not at all. So it was a spot fest, Boris. It had a little bit, a little, just a little bit of what you hate the most in wrestling, which is standing around waiting for the next move. You know, a little bit. No, not to go full De Niro, but a little bit. A little bit. Because <laughs> I was waiting for us to praise. I was waiting for us to be happy. I was waiting for us to say, oh, this is great. And then I was going to hit you with the left hook and say, <laughs> having said that, <laughs> the no, so one let's thing start. Yeah. I didn't like about this match was that, you know, you can tell that they were waiting for spots. Uh, there was a little too much like readjusting. There was a little too much just like just just wait and hold, look behind your back, stuff like that. And that, you know, the more the more I talk about it, the more I notice it and the more it actually bothers me. Yeah, right. And hey, man, it is what it is. But having said that, if you're just flipping channels and you're just watching this for like the action movie, the, uh, 
you know, the sports entertainment of it all. This match was sports entertaining, Boris. This was a really good, obviously choreographed, but still very, very strong wrestling match. And the crowd ate it up, just just ate it up with a spoon. They were chanting, holy shit, chanting, this is awesome. Was there, there might have been a fight forever, I'm not sure. But uh, they were uh, they were really going for it. They enjoyed this match a lot. It was fantastic. Yeah, um, you know, right off the get-go, like a couple minutes in, Melo hits Solo with La Mística. Uh, Grimes then hits Melo with a Spanish fly power slam. Uh, Solo does, um, you know, he he does tons of tons of topes. Honestly, the person that I was the most worried about being in this match was Solo Sokoa, but holy crap has he improved a ton. Yeah, definitely. He is hanging in there. He's looking more comfortable. He's not quite as good as these other two guys, obviously. They're two of the best in NXT. But he's definitely comfortable. He is improving. He is, uh, you know, he's a solid oos. He's getting there. Yeah, but like you said, you know, we've already named a few of the moves that happened in this match. We saw a code red from Melo to Grimes. Um, you know, Solo hit Grimes and Melo with a Tower of Doom in the corner. Uh, yeah, there was just this. There was just a bunch of of amazing spots in this match uh yeah. we saw the umaga hip attack from solo sokoa i love the fact that he does that um you know we saw uranagis this match has had it all you know if this match was your typical indie three-way match spot fest and i mean that in the best most awesome way absolutely yeah the code red uh, i think we should highlight that because yeah uh carmelo hayes gets cameron grimes in the code red position and then solo sokoa comes in beautiful super kick smashes cameron grimes with the super kick and that leads to a super code red with super kick momentum i thought that was awesome and also the finishing spot was really good and clever as well yeah uh, so Solo counters a code breaker from Melo to put him in a fireman's carry position. Grimes caught Solo with a cave-in, which caused him to give Melo the Samoan drop. This is when Grimes picks up the pin on Solo Sokoa. So it's just, you know, using other people's momentum on them. And kind of just the, I like the creativity of, 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 of executing a move when doing another move. Yeah, absolutely. Like they were working moves into other moves. And like you said, creativity was the word for this match. They actually, they worked really hard. It was extremely choreographed, but you know what? They choreographed some really cool shit and the crowd loved it. So yep. I thought this, I thought this all things considered was a great opener. I would go as high Boris as four sharks out of five. It is a Jaws 2 percentage it's it, you know it's, it's, it's in some ways it's a great movie it's not an all-time classic though but not like jaws one so it's a jaws two percentage 80 percent now we go from jaws two to jaws 46 <laughs> jaws cuts. 3d what's what's a terrible jaws sharknado that's a terrible jaws. sharknado yeah we go from jaws to sharknado because the show cuts the mandy rose getting a tan at a tanning salon you know again as I read this stuff out loud, I can't believe that I'm actually saying some of these combination of words. <laughs> yeah, this was a skit straight out of I don't even know what. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what era of wrestling. This was a skit straight out of NXT 2.0. It was yeah. straight out of the minds of Bruce Pritchard and John Laurinaitis and yep, uh, exactly. the crew that it's, they employ. You know what? And the part that gets to me the most, and I don't want to take like that 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 sharp f u to everyone in charge of NXT 2.0. But after certain interviews last week and some of the, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, allegations and hearsay that was said, 
you know, some of the promos that we had tonight were kind of like, well, here we go. Yeah, allegations is strong because it's not like anyone did anything illegal. You know what I mean? But, but like, I'm using allegations you can't, you in also, the set. No, of, I know what you mean. Yeah, it, it, it's negative and and yeah, it's negative and it's gross and it shouldn't exist. So I understand why you were use the word allegations. I don't disagree even. I'm just saying it, it is a strong word to say. But if you that man, you fucking talk your dog. Boris's trick, uh, Williams would say. But yeah, man, no, I just I agree. Like if if you doubted what Athena said, watch NXT 2.0. Because it's on your television set. It's clear that she's right. Yep. It's obvious. Yeah, so Mandy Rose getting a tan- tanning salon. Wendy Chu shows up while Mandy is in the tanning bed. Uh, she turned up the settings on Mandy's tanning bed. She snuck away. Mandy Rose comes out of the tanning bed glowing red. Gigi Dolan and JC Jane were shocked when they saw Mandy. Uh, JC said Mandy looks like a strawberry. JC and Gigi said that Mandy can't go to the beach with them like that. Mandy screams when she saw herself in the mirror. <laughs> to quote Vince McMahon, in the mirror. Yeah, man, uh, you, I don't know. B, C, D grade comedy here. It was, you know, a movie like American Pie had its charm. Because it was kind of like, you know, that adolescent boys will be boys. And I hate that term nowadays. But, you know, you know, you know what I mean by that comedy, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. American Pie, American Pie 1 was, was very fun for what it was. That's a fine movie. Yeah. But this stuff is just like not even Porky's level of, of, of stupidity. <laughs> and I love Porky's. That's, uh, I, I have actually never seen that, but I just know it hasn't aged particularly well. But yeah, no, this is just, it doesn't have any of that charm or like whatever. You, uh, Mandy Rose is like, I, I, I don't know. She's a perfectly fine Sable cr- clone. I do think Wendy Chu and later we'll talk about Roxanne Perez are like, they're they're not ruined. They're not ruined by this. Like they will still be fine. They're still very talented, but it's just a terrible television and a waste of everyone's time, you know? Yep. Exactly. All right. Anyways, uh, so you know what wasn't terrible or a waste of our times? And that is the debuting Nathan Frazier because he was with the hardest working reporter and all of professional wrestling in Mackenzie Mitchell. He's hyped. We're hyped. Everyone's hyped. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Nathan Frazier coming across like, a, you know, a likable young baby face. Uh, I'm sure they'll turn him heel for no reason in a month and change his name and he'll be completely wasted. But as of this moment, it seems like they understand what they have with Nathan Frazier, which is uh, hopefully a, a great young baby face. Yep. Uh, Grayson Waller makes his entrance. We cut to the back. Roderick Strong is trying to hype up the Creed brothers for the match against the Viking Raiders. Strong crept at berating and being overbearing to the Creed's. Yeah, you know what? Fine. I like this. Bully Roderick Strong is back. This is uh, the best character work he's done in NXT, arguably, because he's usually a pretty awkward uh, and bad promo. But this was good. This was actually like a good promo from Roderick Strong. Yep. And then in the read the effing room, you writers segment of the night. (laughs) (laughs) Andy Hartwell. See, like this is, oh man. Andy Hartwell looks sad, staring at her wedding ring. Duke Hudson shows up with a somber face. Clearly, both Persia Prota and Dexter Loomis were released last week. Uh, there was a long pause. Duke Hudson gives Indy the come-hither look. Then Hartwell got 
disgusted and just walked off. So that's how we end the story, my friend. No, that's that's how it ends. So I guess like they it's kind of like the Wesley thing again. It's like they acknowledge it without acknowledging it. So I kind of like I in some way I kind of like it, but it is just I'm like how much time was wasted on this indie and Persia and Dexter Loomis is in there now. And for some reason, Duke Hudson is in there because, hey, he's Australian and these guys are Australian. So uh, it's just like how much screen time was wasted on this. Oh, man, how much did they push, like, the make-out contest? It's just so weird that they just, like, not only bailed on it, but released half of the people midway through telling the story. It's just, like, there is a bigger rant in me somewhere in my body about, like, why would anybody ever watch this television show? It makes no sense. Like, it's just complete and utter chaos. At least it's not as bad uh, in terms of sexism and racism as Vince Russo wrestling, but it's definitely as like inane, as idiotic, as nonsensical. So, but at the same time, I don't even have that. I don't even have the energy to be like, Meh, whatever. We all yeah. know NXT 2.0 sucks. We all know the deal. So, uh, what does hey, me look, repeating it matter? Dude, and I, I have a counter argument that playing devil's advocate on where other promotions just end the storyline without anything in sight. Well, true, like, but when AEW does it, I know, it sucks I'm just saying, there, I'm too. I'm just saying, I'm just <laughs> right? saying, like, and it doesn't involve releases and real-life people losing their jobs. I understand that. I'm just saying that is the counterpoint to this, right? Like, uh, it happens in wrestling. Yeah. No, that's fine. That That's a fair counterpoint. But, like, the uh, my, my uh, thesis here, Boris, is that in a show where you're uh, cycling people and reevaluating quote unquote and firing motherfuckers off your television show 90 days, uh, every 90 days, every three why months, watch? all why these not? intervals, right? Like why, why watch? Why watch? And unless you know, you're the ones doing the, unless you're the suckers doing the podcast to tell everyone about it. And I want out. I want out for us. Ah, I don't want to be locked into this. This isn't what I signed up for. Yeah, and you know what the biggest slap in the face is? I don't know if I've ever said this, and like I can just relate to some of the people who have come back or were offered a job back after being released. Uh, so back in 2015, when I did end up leaving BlackBerry, uh, a couple months later, I was already happily working in the place where I'm at now. I get a call from a vice president essentially offering me my job back at more money. Not more money. Well, that's good. Hey, I mean, I'll, yeah, you know, still, I'll feel like, that. And I flat out yeah. said, yeah, 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 yeah. You got rid of me because of my title. Why do I feel like this won't happen again? <laughs> it's a really good question. And it probably would have, man. I think we've talked about this. I'm getting some deja vu. I think we might have done this on the podcast before, but I agree with you, man. Like, why would you? Yeah. Although you got to feel that phone call, if anything, just to dunk on him. Just be like, hey, fuck you. Yeah, no, that's basically what I did. Anyways, the next match, Grayson Waller versus Nathan Fraser. Very like good said, match. Nathan Fraser, his entrance was awesome. For now, at least this week, at least last night, they are behind him 110%. And we said that Braun Breaker was unfuck upable. And unlike Wendy Chu and Roxanne Perez and Toxic Attraction, which is just uh, sexist nonsense that I think everyone will just forget, I do actually think they're they're doing damage to Braun Breaker. So damage can be done, and I don't trust that they won't fuck up Nathan Frazier. I'm not saying they'll fuck him up, but I'm saying I have no confidence that they won't fuck him up. Anyway, for one night, Boris, you nailed it. He's a star. He's a star. Right now, he's a star. And this match got a lot more time than I thought. First match got almost 15. This match got about 13. So just wrestling-wise, man, 
this NXT show is looking pretty good. And I like, again, you know, one of the things we've talked about with NXT is that it kind of reminds me of the Russo era for many reasons. But the one positive part about the Russo era, and maybe the only positive part about the entire Russo existence outside of Deadly Games Survivor Series 98 <laughs> is that regardless of where you were on the card, you had something to do. You're one million trillion percent right. Bang on on that one. Yeah, Russo, that's the that's the one positive of Russo-style booking and Russo's magnum opus, as we have said before, is Survivor Series 1998. The reason why I say that was because we were having an excellent match in the ring, and then the camera shows Andre Chase and his students in the crowds. Um, so, you know, it kind of shows that, like, all these stories are kind of integrating. People are all together. It kind of shows how in-canon NXT is with itself, you at would- least. You might say it's canonpodcast.com. <laughs> Damn you. Nice. And thank you. Uh, yeah, but yeah, so a good wrestling match. They couldn't help themselves from doing a shitty finish, but at the same time, whatever. It was not the worst finish I've seen, Boris. It was a bad finish, though. Yeah, Waller rolls away from a Phoenix splash. Uh, Waller hit Frazier with a butterfly butterfly blockbuster for a two count. Uh, Frazier was staggered. Uh, he, he got Waller on the top rope with a drop kick. Waller shoved Frazier off the top rope when he went for a Spanish fly. Waller fell off when Andre Chase blared an air horn because that's a thing that happens. You get so distracted. You get so distracted from a crowd noise that. Like, like people used to bring air horns to wrestling all the time. Like, have you ever listened to like a, I don't know, like a Carlos Colon match from Puerto Rico? Like the crowd just like air horning it up, like people screaming. Like, me- if you get distracted by an air horn in the crowd, yes, like Andre Chase obnoxiously blared it like as as close to his ear as he possibly could but he was still in the crowd like he reached over but i don't know man yeah pretty uh pretty tough uh tough look here for grayson waller that's a bad rookie mistake yeah so waller sold the sound he fell off in shock frazier hits the phoenix splash for the win in 12 minutes 45 seconds great so yeah completely completely baffled by the ending yeah, terrible, terrible finish. At least it made the heel look like a goofball and not the baby face. So this is, uh, again, this is the kind of like cheesy bad, but like weekly ro- pro wrestling cheesy bad, like the kind of thing you're you're, you're going to forget. Grayson Waller is not buried forever because he lost this match with this terrible shit finish, although it was a terrible shit finish. Three and a half sharks out of five, though, overall, because the match was so good. Still very good. And I have to ask, did you bring down the score because of the end of the match? Yes, I would have gone. I would have gone B plus, and I, I knocked it down to B, Boris. I actually did. I did. I, it was it was uh, slight. If we're gonna be that nerdy and, and cut the pie that much, you gotta you gotta do something with it, right? So I did think it went from seventy five to seventy percent. So uh, we'll call it a San Jose Sharks percentage. You know, a yep. B franchise if there's ever been one. Yep. Fallon Henley's in the breakout tournament. He has a horse named Luna. That was my takeaway from the next thing. Fallon Henley is a horse girl, and she is in the breakout tournament. That is what I wrote down. So much could be said about that note. (laughs) Uh, Let us move on. Tony D'Angelo, legado, go to the performance center. 
Um, the show cuts to like Gada del Fantasma and Tony D'Angelo's sit down. Uh, Tony D'Angelo was flanked by his goons, and oh, fuck, I can't believe that this they brought this guy back, AJ Gallant. Yeah, well, it looks like they wrote him off later on the show with our weekly uh, kidnapping yeah. on NXT 2.0. Are we? And you know what? Come to think of it, NXT 2.0 is kind of racist a lot, actually, if we really think about it. So we are kind of flirting with a little bit of Russo territory. Less, uh, less like rape references. <laughs> Sorry to drop the hard R word there anyway. But uh, moving on, Boris, this was okay. It was way too long. But at the same time, uh, it was okay. Bad acting, but cheesy, fun, bad acting. Yeah, D'Angelo said Gallant is his conciliary. Santos says he doesn't need one. D'Angelo said that today they settle things like businessmen. Escobar said everybody can trust, can't, can't sorry. Escobar said everybody can trust Escobar, but nobody can trust D'Angelo. Escobar said that everything D'Angelo has done to Escobar up to this point, like sneak attacks, dead fish, playing games. Uh, D'Angelo said craps, poker, and Yahtzee are games. D'Angelo said there's plenty of pie to split in NXT. Escobar yeah, said like Tony... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Tony's great. Tony gets his character. He's he's like he's a pro wrestler. He's a very good pro wrestler, like reminiscent of like the model or the Mountie. You know what I mean? Which is not it's not an insult, but you'll note that the model or the Mountie were never world champion. That's fine. Not everyone can be world champion. He's a he's a perfectly serviceable upper mid card kind of honky tonk manish character. You know. And in my weekly Santos Escobar is better than Andrade pool, <laughs> I have to say, Santos Escobar truly understands the businessman gimmick much better than his AEW counterpart, Andrade. Brap. I can't even argue it at this point. Like, obviously, Santos is a much better promo than Andrade. Yep. Uh, so Escobar said D'Angelo is building a family from scratch while Escobar is building an empire. Escobar said D'Angelo needs to follow Escobar's lead. Uh, D'Angelo said he doesn't have to listen to anybody because he's the dawn of NXT. Escobar said that this tension isn't helping anyone and Santos Escobar would like to call a truce. D'Angelo said uh, Gallant advised him that peace was best for Escobar's business. Escobar called for a toast. Both men toasted drinks. D'Angelo and his goons said they'd see them down the road. Escobar told Cruz del Toro to start the car. Yeah, uh, like I said, too long. Overall, I actually enjoyed it. I think this was a hit. A solid single down the line. Yep, solid single. Solid single. Um... Yeah, the hardest working reporter in all of professional wrestling, Mackenzie <laughs> Mitchell, interviews Eric and Ivar, a.k.a. the Viking Raiders. They did their usual grunting and Viking stuff. Uh, Pretty Deadly shows up to taunt the Viking Raiders and saying that they summed up the creeds for the Raiders. Ivar said that if Pretty Deadly interrupts them again, then Pretty Deadly will become damaged goods. Pretty Deadly walked away. Uh, I like this. I like Pretty Deadly's characters a lot, and the Viking Raiders kind of uh, have, you know, been uh, born again here in NXT. They're uh, they're looking pretty good. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Uh, this gets oh, Joe Gacy cuts his promos. Whatever. I like Joe Gacy's theme song. At least there's that's a positive. Yep. Uh, and this leads us to another match that was given some good time. Uh, 13 minutes, 30 seconds. That was Natalia and Lash Legend versus Corey Jade and Nikita Lyons. 
your girl. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I like this one. This was, it was, it was bad. It was not without its charm and they worked hard. So I think that, you know what I'm going to rate that. It's going to be like the, the God bless them. They tried rating, but I did not think this was a good wrestling match. Yeah, this was slow. You can tell that they were trying to remember what to do next. Uh, Lash Legend, God bless her. She's improving, but she has a long way to go. Cora Jade still seems a little awkward in the ring. And the Kid Alliance is going to kill someone with one of her kicks soon. That's literally what I wrote in my notes. It's, uh, it's about uh, that's about it. That kind of that summarizes it right there, buddy. It's all there. Yep. So Legend hit Lions with an ugly ground and pound. Natalia accidentally super kicked Legend with when Lions and Legend were trading roll ups. Lions hit Legend with a German suplex. Lions hit Legend with a splits leg drop. Jade tagged in and hits Legend with a diving senton for the win at 13 minutes 28 seconds. Cora Jade. Yeah. Nikita Lions win. Cora Jade pins Lash Legend with, like you said, the diving senton similar to Akira Tozawa or Dick Togo. So uh, Cora Jade, Dick Togo, basically the same wrestler. No, Dick Togo is actually an incredible wrestler. Uh, anyway, this was a bad wrestling match. Two sharks out of five. We're going to go uh, slightly below average. Uh, but God bless them. They're trying kind of percentage. Sharknado, Sharknado franchise as a whole. Uh, yeah, I appreciate <laughs> that this match was given time. Sure, like yeah, they have to learn. They have to learn. But again, like the the philosophical question of why watch it, why do a developmental TV show? But yes, well, exactly, exactly. The they had they have to have ring time, and they got ring time. Great, what are, great. What are the odds of NXT staying on the USA Network when this contract is up? Like, let's be honest. This show is only going on because it has to be going on. But I have a feeling that they're going to turn back into developmental and just hide them from public eye. Yeah, I, I do think it's going to be off TV uh, to some degree. Maybe they'll keep it on local Florida TV if they can get a deal. And maybe that's like a good compromise. But, uh, yeah, I, I think, like, well, in Canada, it does dog shit ratings, like, terrible. And a, they bounce it. They bounce it around the schedule. It's often preempted in Canada. It's a disservice to these people learning, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Not only are they trying to learn wrestling, but you throw them on national TV. It's a disservice to, to 80%. To the top tier, it actually kind of helps a brawn breaker unless unless you book him like an absolute goofball shithead and then it starts hurting him too. So yeah, man, I, I, uh, uh, why are we doing this podcast? <laughs> Once again, the philosophical question. Tatum Paxley's in the tournament. She's a power <laughs> lifter, you see. Yes, power lifting, she says, is as much mental as it is physical. Uh, disagreed. Oh, well, maybe I, I can understand what you're saying, but is there, uh, is there a least, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. What are we Gigi Dolan and JC Jane show up on the beach to have a good old time here in the spring breaking show. Yeah. So, um, when the Athena thing came out and the, Directive was show more tits and ass. I kind of expected the spring break in show to to kind of like scale back on the why, uh, why would tits you? And ass. <laughs> yeah, they no, doubled that was, down. That was foolish. They doubled and tripled down. 
Uh, yeah, lots of uh, lots of JC Jane and Gigi Dolan in a bikini. Not that I'm like complaining, man. You know what I mean? I'm a, a 35 year old man. Like with a anyway, we don't need to get into it. Like I, I I like seeing hot girls in bikinis on my TV, but obviously, like it feels a little like scummy. And obviously, like uh, if you know wrestling at all, and only the hardcores are watching this show, like only the hardest of the hardcores, they know what what came out last week. So. <laughs> It just it feels double, triple scummy. You might want to leave out the phrase "the hardest of the hardcores" when talking about this. <laughs> FYI, in more ways than one, buddy. Anywho, the hardest of the hardcores. All I could think while watching this was that Simpsons thing with the car. Do you come with the car? <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just sad. So yeah, JC Jane and Gigi Dolan are bimbos in bikinis and Wendy Chu and Roxanne Perez steal their shoes and steal their car keys and then move their car. They steal the car, but don't like steal it. They just move it. I don't know, like 25 feet down the road. So, so, so far in this episode, <laughs> Wendy Chu and Roxanne Perez have, have assaulted Mandy Rose by burning her skin. They've done trying to give her cancer. Long, long term, like health benefits, or like not benefits, the opposite. They, they, they've uh, done long term health issues there. They've stolen people's belongings. They've done Grand Theft Auto. Like, what's going on? And these are the baby faces. Yes, yes. Baby faces commit crimes in NXT 2.0. More on that later. Yeah. So that's stuff that happened. Yeah, it's I, I just really, really bad, bad professional wrestling. Uh, but I, for some reason, I don't think this is going to stick with any of these women past this night. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't think it's going to ruin them. For, for no. I, maybe I'm wrong about that, but it just for me, it's just like ah, just mindless wrestling silliness. You know? Yep. Uh, Creed brothers, Julius Creed and Brutus Creed, the brothers Creed versus the Viking Raiders again. This match was given a good amount of time. And I really, really like this match. Yeah, I, this is the kind of match that I'm like, okay, this was very good. Show it to me again in, in 18 months, two years, three years, when the Creed brothers have kind of settled into themselves and they're way better wrestlers. Because you can see that the Creed brothers are going to be good, but they're bulls in a china shop right now, man. They're very, very, like, very green, very inexperienced. And the Viking Raiders helped them get through a really good match by beating the shit out of them and receiving a beating as well. These guys hit each other very hard, but this was a great match. It was a very, very, very good match, and I can't wait to see it again in a couple years once the Creed brothers are great if they stay on this trajectory. Yeah, that powerbomb that Ivar did uh, on uh, Eric on Brutus, that just looked brutal. Ugh, absolutely looked, brutal. Yeah, like, they just kicked each other's asses. Yeah, man, yeah, they beat the crap out of each other in this match. Very enjoyable, very good wrestling match. Yep, Julius got on the top rope like a, like a cat, hit Ivar with a suplex. Uh, the crowd went crazy for that. Uh, Brutus broke up Eric's pin eventually. Julius hit Eric with a cartwheel slam. Brutus dumped Ivar to ringside. Julius caught Eric with a knee while everyone was looking ever to all directions. A hooded. Roderick Strong shows up out of nowhere, hits Eric with a running knee. Julius hit Eric with a basement lariat for the win at 12 minutes, 58 seconds. The Creed brothers got their W. Yeah, and a really fun run in from Roderick Strong, as you said, who came in flying in out of nowhere with a flying knee. That uh, 
at first glance, I was like, oh, my God, he killed that man with the knee. And then they showed the slow motion replay and he didn't touch him. So amazing work by Roderick Strong. I probably would not have shown that slow motion replay, though. Agreed. So Roddy went into the ring, holds up the hands of the creeds. Uh, They we saw, you know. The, the, the replay showed that the Creeds finally saw what Roderick Strong did. They yell at Strong for the dirty tactics, while Strong will try to stress that a win is a win is a win, a la Trance 7. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, man, but we are seeing this uh, exact storyline play out at NXT UK. So it's so funny how uh, WWE does this so often, everywhere, up and down their Having cards. Raw, that. SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK. Go on. Having said that, what are the odds that anyone who writes or books NXT knows what a NXT UK is? Oh, zero percent. Maybe they're told like, hey, watch this guy specifically and and like given a link. You know what I mean? And then they watch that match for 10 minutes out of their day. Maybe. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I I, I, but it's just funny. It just yeah, they could. The left hand could know what the right hand is doing. Yeah. So how would you rate this match? Uh, three and three quarter sharks out of five, and I can't wait to see it again in eighteen months. Hopefully on AW Dynamite. Dark. <laughs> Rude. Not even dark. I'll give it. <laughs> uh, AJ Gallant met up with Santos Escobar in the parking lot. Escobar said Tony is blessed to have someone like uh, Glenn on his side. Escobar gave Glenn a handshake. They need him in the gut. Wild and Del Toro showed up. And put Gallant in the back of Escobar's SUV. So kidnapping. Yeah. Uh, well, the weekly kidnapping. This has to be like the seventh or eighth kidnapping that we've seen. And I think this is the end of AJ Galante because Wade Barrett was very sure to say, I think we've seen the last of him. And it was just like, oh, really? Because I don't know. People get kidnapped on this show all the time and then they show up next week. You know, Rick Steiner, for example, was tortured and he showed up without a mark on him the week after. So, eh, I don't know. Yep. Can, can someone give Alba Fire a fire extinguisher because her bat is still on fire and she's coming back to NXT <laughs> next week? Alba Fire. Alba, Alba Fire. Alba Fire. Alba Fire. Again, we said this, I'll say it every week, and we're not the only ones making this joke, but Alba Fired by SummerSlam. Poor Kaylee Ray. Alba Speaking fired. of Alba Fired by SummerSlam, Brings and Jensen were chatting to a medical trainer <laughs> backstage about Jensen's uh, wrist injury. Trainer said called that it Jensen- last week. <laughs> we we did. knew this was leaving to we knew this was leading to jerk off jokes. We were actually amazed that they didn't do it last week, but they were building to the jerk off jokes. So that's how you know it's classy. A show written for classy 12-year-olds. Uh yeah, the trainer said that Jensen will heal fast due to his right hand being awkwardly stronger than his left. You see masturbation joke. Because they're going off the fact that he uses his right hand more than his left. Hence, therefore, vis-a-vis, his right hand can heal quicker than his left. Man, I paid my own money to see The Revival versus Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa in Toronto. I left so happy, so sure that NXT was such a beautiful thing. And they just like, ah, it's just, it's terrible. It's terrible to see like corporate structures and what just like systematic fucking, 
yes manning could do to something you know it's actually quite fascinating in a way but also it's heartbreaking they massacred my boy boris they killed our boy nxt is dead fuck Braun Breaker, Joe Gacy for the uh, NXT Championship. What can we say about this match? It so happened. You, you, it was a thing. You knew, you knew it was gonna be. You knew it was gonna be pretty bad when Joe Gacy's entrance just for this week for the first time. Unless I've been missing something. Sorry if I'm wrong about this, but I believe for the first time Joe Gacy's entrance just becomes black and white once he's in the ring. He's just black and white because you know it's everything about Joe Gacy's character screams black and white. Like I don't understand that at all. He's not from the '40s. He's supposed to be like a modern HR guy who's using like modern buzzwords to manipulate people. Why? Anyway, so then Braun Breaker, because he's so colorful, his entrance comes with a with an on switch on and off. And I guess the color in NXT had been turned off with this Looney Tunes style on off switch. So he flipped it back to on and color came back over the screen like this was the fucking Wizard of Oz, Boris. And then you, that's how you kind of knew that this main event wasn't exactly going to be what we hoped for. Yeah. Remember when people were happy and making jokes about Dexter Loomis, then they, you know, they're not going to do the lights off thing. And the first week that Dexter Loomis isn't there, they play with the color. Like this is, this is really where NXT's at. Like this is, this is what we have to talk about on a podcast that people pay for. Yeah, man. Yeah. So yeah, Braun Breaker and Joe Gacy went in there. They had like a slow ish, WWE style match. Neither one a bad wrestler, really per se, but Braun Breaker very, very new. Joe Gacy is not quite. People have compared him to like Kevin Owens meets Bray Wyatt. I think he's a little worse than both of them. And some people think Bray Wyatt's a terrible wrestler. I thought Bray Wyatt was pretty good. I think both both Bray Wyatt and Joe Gacy are much worse than Kevin Owens, for example. But uh, yeah, man. So this was this wasn't great. I felt this to be like kind of an average match with a pretty dumb, stupid ending that thankfully they restricted to YouTube. Uh, Gacy trips up Breaker, hits Breaker with a twisting elbow drop. Gacy hit Breaker with an Alabama slam and power bomb for a two count. Gacy went for his finisher handspring lariat. Breaker ducked. Breaker hit Gacy with a spear out of nowhere for the win at 11 minutes, two seconds. Yeah, weird kind of heatless finish. And again, nothing wrong with the match, but also I couldn't really tell you a single thing I liked about it or thought that it was good. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I thought it was pretty average WWE match. Two and a half sharks out of five right on that Mendoza line. And then. <laughs> Go ahead. So, yeah, Breaker retains. He's standing tall. Big old close-up real tight on his face. So, you know, like something's about to happen. Because that's what they always do when they're about to run an angle. They shoot a close-up of the face, and then they pan out. And who's behind Braun Breaker? But more druids. Except this time, the druids have red masks. And the show goes off the air. And we're supposed to you know, be so intrigued that we check social media to see the actual angle of the show. Also... Did you notice that these druids were all like a little on the heavier set? Like Joe Gacy surely pays his henchmen. <laughs> yeah, he's good catering, Joe Gacy. You know, he feeds his he feeds his employees well. He is a he is an HR man after all. He doesn't yeah. want to get dinged for any uh, any violations. Yeah. But yeah, man. So yeah. So if you did bother to see on YouTube, they uh, they power bombed Braun Breaker through a table or did something. No, actually, no. They gave him the old. Uh, it, it, it was actually pretty gross. They gave him the old snapshot 
the old elevated DDT M&M's old finisher onto a chair. And it looked like they botched it a little bit and kind of Braun Breaker went headfirst on the chair. And uh, yeah, then they pulled out uh, a stretcher wrapped in barbed wire, except the barbed wire was wrapped around the sides. So nowhere where it could actually touch the uh, human being on the stretcher. And they carried... Braun Breaker off on a quote-unquote barbed wire stretcher. And all of that was on YouTube, but it happened immediately after this show. So this is leading to an ambulance match, isn't it? Oh, I don't know what it's leading to. Maybe the Steiner brothers are going to get in, and it's like Gacy and two absolute goofball shitheads from the Performance Center versus Breaker and the Steiners, and they'll just take some suplexes. Who knows exactly what's happening? All I know is I don't give a shit, Boris. I don't yeah. care. At this, yeah, I don't know. You know, look, overall, this show is okay. When the main event is the worst thing to happen on the show, that really hurts a show. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. The main event angle and the the whole this whole story is among one of the worst things on the show. I thought the actual in ring match, uh, the women's match, wasn't great, but. Uh, you know, all things considered, the Wendy Chu stuff, while bad, was kind of harmless bad. This is kind of actually ruining Braun Breaker a little bit because he was so cool and he was different and he was just like no pro wrestling bullshit. Just like kind of like an original Goldberg push, just like silent killer, come in, do my work. And ever since they inducted his dad into the Hall of Fame, his, his dad and uncle into the Hall of Fame, he's been just way, way involved in the WWE bullshit. And it is kind of ruining what made Braun Breaker special. Everyone wanted him to be a Steiner. Everyone wanted him to be a Steiner. You got it. And here we are. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. This is Scott Steiner, WCW, like 1999, 2000. And even then, he was so entertaining that he was almost above it all. He was one of the things on those WCW shows that was above it all. Yeah, my last point here is going to be this. Look, the WWE did a great job with hiding his faults, hiding his, his shortcomings. But ever since he's become champ, and even in that Dolph Ziggler program, you know, he's become just another regular guy. Where we see his faults, we see where his shortcomings are, we see that he's still in developmental. I'm not saying he's well, not going to improve. I'm just saying that right now, in this very point, on May the 4th, 2022, Braun Breaker, Rex, you know, whatever his name is, has a long way to go. Yeah, man. And it's just more than anything, it's just like, this is raw. Or SmackDown Lite now, NXT 2.0 is. It, it, it just is. And once Braun's on the main roster, he's going to be doing these silly angles. And he's going to be doing this bullshit because this is what WWE is, man. And that's why I don't watch Raw. And that's why I don't watch SmackDown. And that's why when we started this podcast, I was very receptive to doing an NXT podcast because I still did love NXT. It was still the super indie. It was the Wednesday Night War, Boris, when we started. You know, so that's why it is. That's why we that's why we're we're here and we're so frustrated with it. But it's it's fun to laugh at from time to time. But man, it's just like WWE sucks. And this show is distilled, pure, uncut WWE plutonium grade WWE. Look, WWE sucks for us. WWE sucks for us. I know a lot of people who don't watch AW. Don't watch Indies. Don't watch anything else. And that's all they watch, and they have a good time. And that's great. That is great. Yep. But there's more in the wrestling world than WWE. That's it. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And my point is it's kind of silly other than, other than if you're doing a podcast and reporting about it, but I, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of silly to watch something you dislike. And I think we're both at the point where we pretty much actively dislike 2.0. So I'm not saying like podcast over tomorrow, but we're, we're going to start thinking about alternate methods. If this show continues to be exactly what it is. And there's no reason to think it won't be. And it is some people's cup of tea. And that's fine. It's just, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure it's not ours anymore. Let's talk about some NXT UK at least. Something that is good. (sighs) NXT UK, April 28th, 2022. Pretty good show. Okay, okay, show. show. I should say yeah, okay. it, it was, wasn't pretty good. It was a building show. Like sometimes a wrestling show is a banger and you get everything that peaks at once. And sometimes you got to build to the next big show. And this was a building show. Although I did think we got a lot to like on the show. I thought the, uh, the closing segment was really, really strong. Yep. Uh, Wild Boar and Mark Andrews attack symbiosis before the match even starts. And uh, this was pretty one-sided affair overall. Yeah, Mark Andrews and Wild Boar versus Symbiosis, T-Bone, and Primate. Seven and a half minute tag team match. Uh, Slightly above average, all things considered. What we're doing here is we're setting up Wild Boar to uh, wrestle one or both of Symbiosis and or Eddie Dennis in a dog collar match. That seems like it's going to be Wild Boar's specialty here, Boris. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so yeah, so while bored, Mark Andrews ends up winning in seven minutes, 25 seconds. Yeah. Uh, slightly above average. I thought there was a lot going on. Some good action, decent storytelling, three supernovas out of five for this one. And yeah, wild boar chases around Eddie Dennis with the dog collar after the match. Yep. The newest bond villain, Mr. Stone cuts a promo hyping Vaughn forehead, Vaughn Wagner, Vaughn. Why the fuck? Uh, against Saxon Huxley. Mr. Stone. I believe it was changed because I think his real name is Robert. I haven't Googled that. It's very easy to. It's 2022. I should do that right now while I'm talking to you, Boris. Vamping, if you will. Uh, Robert Strauss is his real name, so he's no longer Robert on television. He is Mr. Stone. Yep. Um, I'm going to save this rant for another day about the names and stuff. All right. Mustache Mountain show up they give an interview tyler bates said he wasn't happy with how trent seven won their tag team championship match last week seven said it wasn't cheating if you don't get caught and challenge johnny saint and sid scala to find them some reputable challengers you know what last week i was like surprised that they kept this going but I think there was more meat on this bone because Trent Seven had always been awkward about his cheating, but now he's open about his cheating and it's a pretty aggressive character turn. He is now cocky and kind of openly a heel versus secretly a heel. So yeah. I actually do think there was another beat to this story. They found another beat in the story and I'm I'm back with it again. So good good job on you, Mustache Mountain. Yep, so Sid Scala interview was interrupted by Eddie Dennis running from all the boar. Dennis and Scala had to do something to protect them. Uh, Dennis said Scala had to protect them. Scala said they would meet in a dog collar match with the rest of Symbiosis banned from ringside. Uh, So that was a thing. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, postponed this and they kind of did more wild boar 
versus the tag team stuff first. But if you want to just right away get to Wild Boar versus Eddie Dennis dog collar match, sure, let's do it. I'll, I'll give it a shot. Angel Hayes versus Zaya Brookside with Eliza Alexander at ringside. Yes, she was at ringside, Boris. Yeah, uh, average professional wrestling match here. What five minutes? A showcase for Zaya Brookside and Eliza Alexander as well. Yep, Brookside locks in a camel clutch. Hayes rallied, uh, uh, ends up and getting a sling blade in. Hayes seemed to have Brookside with the roll-up, but Alexander jumped on the apron. Hayes hit Alexander. Brookside rolls her up in, for the win in five minutes, five seconds. Yeah, average WWE match, two and a half supernovas out of five. Yep. A-Kid found Charlie Dempsey in the workout room and challenged him to another match. Scala introduced uh, Damon Kemp to the NXT UK audience. Uh, Johnny Saint also welcomed Kemp to the brand. Yeah, excited to learn the nitty-gritty British style, so that's cool. So yeah, also, uh, I think someone someone in the A-Kid, Charlie Dempsey uh, promo there said the word heritage and i believe that was like highlighted underlined hopefully that means heritage cup rules kid versus dempsey that would be really cool um so this is the first time that we've seen johnny saint in a really long time do you see johnny saint becoming more of a character and them kind of phasing scala out uh i think they they both have their place maybe though I wouldn't surprise me to see Sid Scala or Johnny Saint or anyone fired at any reason for at any time. You know what I mean? But yeah, no, uh, no, I don't think so. I just think they brought Johnny Saint along a to see what he looks like on television because they're kind of giving everyone a reevaluation, and b because they wanted to treat these weeks' uh, events as important. Yep. Saxon Huxley versus Vaughn Forehead. Four-minute match. Uh, Wagner wins with his fireman's carry something. This week, it was just a DVD. <laughs> I love how literally every week it changes. <laughs> he might be settling on DVD. I think we've seen a couple in a row. I might be wrong. I'm not taking Von Wagner notes super closely, as you can tell, because I've been calling it the fireman's carry something. But yeah, he squashed Saxon Huxley, basically. Here's one for some of the older audience. What changes more week to week, Von Wagner's uh, finishers or Murphy Brown's assistants? Jeez. Jeez, deep cut. Yeah, leaving that one there. All right. <laughs> uh, so Von Wagner cuts his regular promo saying that it's his world and everyone else was just living in it. Yeah, we've seen it before. But yeah, yeah. this is fine. This is squash uh, average WWE fair yet again. This was uh this was NXT UK superstars is what this show was. It really but was. guess what? Still still better than 2.0 by a wide margin. Everything is fine with Gallus. Everything is fine with Gallus. Yeah, they had a full like like UFC style presser maybe you'd call it, but they didn't take any questions. Uh I don't know. I thought it was it was pretty good. It was fine for what it was. We're getting from point A to point B on this show. You know what's funny, man? There were more. There was a great match and more good matches on 2.0. But because of the nonsense and the bullshit, I still think that this kind of nothing happening UK show was like much better. You know? Mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, we get a vignette for Tiger Turan ahead of his debut this week on NXT UK. Yes. Uh, Tiger Turan apparently is Amir Jordan. 
under a mask. We've seen Amir Jordan before on NXT UK. So this is his new gimmick. Yep. So we get a hype reel for the NXT UK Women's Championship World of Darkness match between Miko Satamora and Isla Dawn this week. Give me blindfold or give me a grim death. Here's what I'm looking forward to. Lash legend on the supernova sessions i'm for it i am super super for it noam dar is awesome we love noam dar our star rating system is based on noam dar lash legend can speak that's her best trait so cool good idea <laughs> she could speak <laughs> you said that all right so then the main I mean, event she's a good promo you yeah, know what know. i'm saying i know what you mean uh main event was actually a contract signing for the NXT UK Championship between Ilya Dragunov and Jordan Devlin. Devin claimed he could hear the winds of change coming, that he would walk out NXT UK episode 200 with the belt. Dragunov said that uh, that was his worst nightmare, so dared Devlin to up the stakes. Dragunov then challenges Devlin to a loser leaves NXT UK match. Yes, sir. Two weeks from now, NXT UK 200, I guess one week from now. But uh, yeah, man, that is going to be a lot of fun. Loser leaves NXT UK. And uh, who, who you got, Boris? Who you got? Uh, I'm going to have to, I, I'm going to actually have to say that Dragonov is going to win just because, like I say, I want that Balor Devlin tag team on Raw to eventually run after the 24-7 belt in two weeks. <laughs> oh, uh, sad. And I know but that I do Balor think especially... just teamed up with AJ Styles. Everyone calm down. <laughs> I agree with you wholeheartedly, except maybe the 247 thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, especially with how this finished, which you will get into, I do think that uh, Dragunov wins. Devlin leaves town. Yep. So Devlin said when he wins the title, Dragunov isn't going to want to show his face uh, and agreed to the NXT UK championship. Loser leaves NXT UK match. Devlin uh, went he, he went uh, for a strike. Dragunov dodged. Two men traded strikes. Dragunov set up a table in the corner, went for his diving form. Devlin used Sid Scala as a shield and they put Dragunov through the table with the Devlin, Devlin inside. Yes, uh, man. So Devlin stands tall. He screwed Dragonov over in a heelish way, put him through a table, kind of signed his own fade away like Ilya Dragonov kind of goaded him into this. So it would be kind of foolish for Dragonov to lose it. It would kind of make him look bad. I'd be shocked if Devlin after this thing. Last week, I said I thought they were changing the title and Dragonov was moving up. Having watched this build, I think it would make Dragunov look pretty bad, and I think Devlin's clearly the one who's going to lose. So there you go. Yep, that that's kind of I'm I'm agreeing with you there. Uh, so that's a thing that's going to happen. All right, Matt, what do we have in terms of cards? Oh, uh, shite! I just closed it, Boris. Sorry. <laughs> 
Uh, I didn't have it this week. I'm just, I'm just completely over it. I know I'm very excited for NXT UK 200. Uh, I can tell you that much. And I know that Thursday uh, on NXT 199, we're getting the World of Darkness match, Boris, which we don't quite know what the stipulation is. The odds are the World of Darkness match. NXT UK women's title, Michael Satamora versus Isla Dawn. Probably just going to be no DQ. Hardcore, you know, false count anywhere kind of thing. But I'm hoping we're seeing a blindfold match, buddy. Same here. 100% I want that so bad. Now, those are the notable matches. And for 2.0, we have the uh, the women's breakout tournament starting next week. And, uh, you know, other things. Uh, Braun Breaker and Joe Gacy, that feud must continue, buddy. Yeah, must continue. All right. All right. So that is the show. It's going to be fun, though, on Friday. <laughs> yes, it will be. All right. So. You know what's going on the schedule. We have all the shows this week, but we do have an extra show this Sunday night after WrestleMania Backlash. It is a live after party. You'll be able to chat with Mark, myself, Matt, and Mike. That is right after WrestleMania Backlash on Mother's Day. Because nothing says, I love you, Mom, like watching WWE Wrestling. Oh, damn, that's really soon, eh, Mother's Day? Yeah, I didn't realize. Well, I'm going to be in town. I won't be, uh, unfortunately, with my mother. But happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, sticking it out here with us here at SNME Radio and big things coming. Check out the TikTok if you haven't, because that's doing very well. I'm very proud of that. And uh, well, we got through it. We got through another NXT 2.0. Spring breaking. Boris, He's they mad. were breaking. He's Matt. I'm Boris. We're breaking, all right. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah, yeah.